Hi there and welcome to this podcast from Eastwood Parish Church of Scotland in the South South of Glasgow. Wherever you are today, be it at home, at work or out for exercise, we thank you for taking time to join us. Our reading today comes from the Gospel of Matthew, Matthew 28, reading verses 16 to 20. Jesus appears to his disciples. The eleven disciples went to the hill in Galilee where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshipped him, even though some of them doubted. Jesus drew near and said to them, I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Go then to all peoples everywhere and make them my disciples. Baptise them in the name of the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit and teach them to obey everything I have commanded you and I will be with you always to the end of the age. Amen. Today is a Sunday in the church calendar that some preachers try to avoid. Today is Trinity Sunday. It's the day when we celebrate one of the most unique and most misunderstood doctrines of the church, the doctrine of the Trinity, that we worship a God who is one God, three persons, Father, Son and Holy Spirit. Yet the word Trinity to describe God never appears in the Bible. It's a word we have used to describe what we see in the scriptures. Today's reading is often a text used on Trinity Sunday because it's one of the few places where this Trinitarian formula of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit is used in the Bible. You might recognise this phrase as one we still use today. They are words that we use at baptism. We baptise with recognition of our triune God, one God, three persons. The doctrine of the Trinity can appear to be complex because our God is dynamic and not easily boxed in. This passage from Matthew is often described as the Great Commission. We have the great commandments, love God, love one another, which tells us how to live and relate to one another. But at the end of Matthew, we find the great commission, which tells us more about our purpose, what God means us to be doing. The passage is the very end of Matthew. Jesus has been resurrected. For Matthew, once Jesus has been resurrected, there is, in his opinion, little else to say. Unlike Luke and John, who tell us lots about what Jesus does between the resurrection and his ascension. Matthew jumps almost immediately to Jesus returning to God, leaving the disciples with these final words. I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Go then to all peoples everywhere and make them my disciples. Baptise them in the name of the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit, and teach them to obey everything I have commanded you and I will be with you always to the end of the age. And that's how the Gospel of Matthew ends. Now over the years of my ministry I've become fascinated by words and their meanings, especially word origins, and what the origins of words can help us understand. I looked up the etymology, the origin of the word commission, since that's our focus today. In a little while I'll share with you what I found out, But first I want to share with you what I wish it meant and what I think it can mean to us. One part of commissioning that I want us to remember. 
What I immediately think of when I hear the word commission is co dash mission. As in a mission shared by two or more parties, a purpose shared by two or more groups. And so when I read this text, I think about how we are commissioned by God. God doesn't send us alone, but together with each other, with other disciples, with Jesus. He even emphasises that here. I will be with you always to the end of the age. In case we doubted, with the Holy Spirit that we talked about last week. With God, co-mission. This isn't something we do alone. We can't and we shouldn't. Serving God is something we do together. The actual definition of commission means authority entrusted to someone or delegation of business to someone. These definitions are also right for today's reading. The first thing Jesus says in this passage is, I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. So the authority belongs to Jesus. But he entrusts this authority to us. The task that Jesus sends us to do, we do only as delegates, with Jesus' authority, not our own. That's another important key of the Great Commission. It's easy to think that the mission of the church is our own, and that we're in control, in charge of what we do. However, we're delegates, representatives of Jesus, acting under his authority. That means that the message we share with others must be the good news of Jesus, rather than our own preferences, our own ideas, our own plans. If we are commissioned, we're acting with authority that has been entrusted to us, but really belongs to the one who commissions us. So we are commissioned. On a co-mission with God and one another. Entrusted with the authority Jesus gives to us to carry out his work. We know what a commission is, but what is the commission? What is it that Jesus is giving us authority to do? He says, Go then to all peoples everywhere and make them my disciples. Baptise them in the name of the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit and teach them to obey everything I have commanded you. Go, make disciples, baptise and teach them to obey Jesus' commands. The main verb in the sentence is of course go. In order to do the work of Jesus in the world we actually have to go and be in the world to do that work. This seems simple and obvious, but how often would our behaviour, our actions, suggest otherwise? Yet I wonder how many times since we decided that we would follow Jesus, have we done exactly that? We prepare and prepare and prepare to be followers of Jesus. We read and study the Bible, we worship together, we spend time planning how to reach out and connect with the community and the world. We talk, we talk a lot about what to do and what's right and wrong when it comes to our relationships with God. And then, we forget to actually follow Jesus. Jesus sending us out, nodding our heads. Yes, no problem, Jesus, we'll go. We'll be disciples and we'll help others be disciples. Yes, we can do that. And then expectantly waiting for more information when we already have everything we need to know. Jesus says, Go. He doesn't even ask. The verb is an imperative. It's a command, a directive, and we're commissioned, given authority for the task. Go. And it's like we say to God, oh, oh, oh okay, go, go. Right, um, well, hold on a minute. Wait up. 
Are you sure, God? Because you see, I'm not. Why don't you explain it to me one more time? Maybe we need a further explanation of what the commission exactly is. What we are to do when we go, we are to make disciples. Disciple is a fancy church language word for students. We are to help people be students of Jesus, like we are students of Jesus. People who are learning about how to follow Jesus. We are to baptise, that's what we do as a way of celebrating someone's place in the family of God. It's an act of initiation, a welcome. We say in our baptismal liturgy that baptism makes us part of the church. But through baptism we are made part of God's mighty acts of salvation. That we celebrate being made new and that it's a gift from God offered without price. So you and I are sent out to offer an amazing thing. A free gift, salvation, new life without price. We're also commissioned to teach others to follow the commandments of Jesus. Which he told us were summed up in loving God with all we had and loving one another. That's what we are to go and do with authority that Jesus gives us and with the promise that Jesus will be always with us. For the commission that Jesus gives us to mean something, we have to actually carry it out. Jesus entrusts us with something very precious. It's a great honour that God believes that as faulty as we are, we can carry out in Jesus' name the work that he began. Maybe that's what holds us back. We're overwhelmed, humbled, feeling inadequate. But it's also surely a co-mission. We're not on our own, but with God. With one another. With Jesus promising to be with us always. And our commission is about news that is good. Life-giving, invitational. Drawing people into God's family. We go to share a gift of joy. But in order to be sent out, we actually have to follow through with what we've been preparing and planning for all along. Let us be bold as Jesus is always with us. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I invite you to join me in prayer. Let us pray. This world can make us doubt God. When we see the starving child or the homeless man, when we imagine the plight of the abused woman or the fleeing refugee, this world can make us doubt, Lord. This world can make us tired, Lord. When news is 24-7 of plight and pain and poverty, when leaders say and do what we'd reprimand our children for, when the needs keep on coming and the challenges keep on challenging, this world can make us tired, Lord. What can this world make us learn, Lord, when there are naked to be clothed, imprisoned who should be free, when there are thirsty needing water? What can this world make us learn, Lord? What can this world make us learn, Lord? That George Floyd mattered. That black lives matter. That white knees must be lifted from others' necks. That the tear gassing of innocence should never be used in any circumstance, let alone just to pose outside a church with a Bible. Lord, help us to stand up to tolerate racism, oppression, injustice, isolation 
and poverty no longer. Help us to speak out for justice, equality and fairness for all our brothers and sisters of all colours, ages, genders. Help us to speak out, Lord, for in every face, in every place, we see an image of you. What can this world make us learn, Lord? Teach us then, Father, Son, Spirit. Teach us all to go, to preach the good news, to be the good news, with love, with courage and service. So go with God's blessing to be disciples and to make disciples. Not knowing all the answers, not promising to give all the answers, but content to know and confirm to others that God is present in all the mix of uncertainty and doubt that is human life. May the blessing of the triune God, Father, Son and Spirit, be with you and all whom you love, this day and always. Amen.